Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. I am Tom Barton from TomBartonSports.com. Go check me out at Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter, Tom Barton Sports over on YouTube as well. You want to get in touch with the show, it's TomBartonSports at gmail.com. Quick programming note before we go into what we're going to get into today. I will not be recording next week. It is Easter week, and uh, I'm just taking a, a couple of days for myself there. So I will not be recording next week. There will not be an episode next week. So I'll be back in two weeks after this one. But I wanted to touch on a little bit of Ivy League baseball. I know we've been concentrating on football and basketball for a while, and I told you guys we're going to delve into the other sports. Last year when we got into Ivy League baseball, we got a lot of people writing in. A lot of people really enjoyed the baseball talk, especially late in the year. But I don't want to wait until late in the year. Now, we didn't do an official baseball preview show. We didn't do an official baseball preview in-depth show the way that I really normally wanted to. Uh, But that's really because of the crazy Princeton run that we had and, and how really great it was on the basketball side of things as it was coming down the stretch. So we didn't really get into a complete baseball show. You know, we had the, the, the hockey, we, we had everything going on. So I want to take a step back and sort of give a little bit of a review. I know most of these teams have had six or seven games in conference so far, but I want to get a little bit of a review. Let me give you the standings to start, and then I'll go back at what we expected and what is happening as we are sitting here, uh, you know, 20 games, 25 games into the season or so, although there's only six or seven games in conference. Well, Penn is at the top, 4-2 and record in conference, Columbia after them, Princeton after them, Yale, Harvard, all at 4-2. and Cornell's 3-3, and Dartmouth is 0-6, and Brown is the 1-5. So overall, Penn is 13-10, and Columbia is 12-11, and Princeton is under 510-3, Yale 9-12, Harvard 7-16, Cornell 3-15, Yet they're three and three. The three wins come in conference. Brown is one and five in conference, four and 17 overall. Actually, have more wins than Cornell, uh, but they didn't come in conference. And Dartmouth is just having an absolutely abysmal season. They are 0 and six in conference, one and 19 overall, and they have lost 12 games in a row. They've lost 12 in a row. Brown is on the bad side. They've lost three in a row. Uh, you look at, at Yale has won four in a row. And has won three in a row as of this recording. So we look at the top, and I don't think people thought much of you know Brown and Dartmouth coming in. It is the the year of Columbia, or it was supposed to be, right? Columbia was named the preseason favorite before the year came out. They had a nice year last year, okay? And this is, by the way, uh, by the sports information directors from around the league, media members that cover each each school. No, I didn't get asked, but yes. Uh, the Lions, uh, they earned most of the votes here. They earned 12 first-place votes, 124 votes overall. The Lions earned a share of the Ivy League title last year. We know that. We talked about it in depth, okay? They really, really were a fantastic team last year, both hitting and pitching. They had a nice run. It was a fun time covering the Lions last year. But don't discount Penn, who, oh, by the way, 
is having a really good year. They also have a share of the Ivy League title last season. They finished second here, three first place votes, 113 overall. And then I said, well, I don't know if many people really thought Dartmouth. Well, there was at least one person that did because Dartmouth in the preseason poll was third. 91 votes overall, one first place vote. Yeah, one first place vote for a team that has just can't get out of the boxes here. They're one in 19 overall, guys. Okay, so there is a little bit of a shakeup there. After that, Harvard 75 votes, Yale 68, Brown 45, Princeton 31, and Cornell 29. So, I mean, you know, you look at this and you go, I guess Cornell's having a little bit better of a season. I know it's still early. It's a little bit better of a season. Uh, Princeton is having a better year than what most pundits, even though they're three games under 500. We have to remember that they are three games under 500. Uh, Brown, probably a little bit worse than people anticipated. Yale and Harvard, I guess they're doing exactly what you kind of expected. Yale's three games under 500. Um, Harvard is 7-16 and 16 overall, but 4-2 in the Ivies. So it was the out-of-conference schedule. So Columbia and Penn are the two teams that you expected to do this, and they're doing this. And Dartmouth is just, you know, look, they had some believers there. You go to different situations and different around the league um, publications and around just the country publications. It's basically Columbia, Penn, and then who? A lot of people had Dartmouth, who just has not looked very good right now. I, I mean, they, they just do not look good right now. On Columbia, you, you know, you got Weston Eberle, the, the catcher, fantastic last year. First team All-Ivy in 2022. We know about how good he can be for Columbia. Cole Hage, which we talked about on the show, first team All-Ivy in 2022. The out, outfielder, um, maybe the most talented guy in the conference. Hayden Schott, first team All-Ivy in 2022. Big time power for him and Columbia. I mean, that that's what you're looking at overall. But what about Penn? Who's Penn's guys? Cole Palace, first team All-Second uh, Baseman, All-Ivy second baseman uh, for Penn. Wyatt Hensler, first team, third baseman for Penn. He's he, Look, he's a really good defensive player. Uh, Nolan Arenado for the Ivy League's kind of good defensive player. Has some power, has some average. Yeah. Ben Miller, first team, Ivy League utility player. Uh, again, broke out last year. Could he continue it? And the, maybe the best starting pitcher in the league is Owen Cody. 54.2 innings last year, 2.80 ERA, 77, uh, 74 Ks, 22 walks. Yeah, real, real good. And you could argue that he might be the best. So, that's the stars on Columbia and Penn. But when I start to break this down and we're looking at maybe, you know, who's going to be that third team. And I know it's a jumbled mess. I know Harvard hasn't gotten out to their start. But I start to look at Harvard. And I go, okay, they got Logan Bravo at first base, okay? He's not all power. He's a good defender. He, he's, if we're going to call Nolan Arenado, right? We'll, we'll call this the Ivy League version of, I guess, Paul Goldschmidt. Good defender. He's got power. He's got skills. And then you look at Harvard and you go, they have Chris, uh, Chris Clark and Jay Dryden. Two back-to-back pitches, 3.08 ERA, 1.19 ERA, 47 Ks, 20 walks, 45 Ks, 13 walks, second team Ivy starting pitcher, first team Ivy starting pitcher. They both throw anywhere from 93 to 95 miles per hour, okay? They both have the arsenal. And I think that Harvard is a team to watch. Because if you start to get deeper into the Ivy League schedule here, 
going up against Clark and Driver 1-2 is pretty, pretty daunting. That is the the, the daunting 1-2. Um, so, you know, we look around the league, and I, I, I think we're kind of where we should be. Columbia and Penn battling it out for first, which they are right now. Okay, Penn is three games over 500. Columbia is one game over 500, but they're both four and two in conference. They're battling, them, battling it out. And then who's going to be the next team? Princeton, Yale, Harvard are all right there. I don't think Cornell at 3-15, and 15, even though they're 3-3 three and three in conference, I don't think that they're a real competitor. I don't think Brown is, and I don't think Dartmouth is. So it's Princeton, Yale, Harvard. I think I'm giving the edge to Harvard because of their back-to-back starting pitching duo. If you have two starting pitchers that can do what they do and put out what they've put out and, and been able to produce, if you get even a slight into uptick in production, and, and they have the best first baseman in the, the conference, right? And let's be honest. He's one of the best hitters in the conference. But it's the one-two combination in the starting pitching that I really do think that Harvard gets the edge over the Yale and Princeton. Now, do I think that Penn is going to be able to hold on here? I know they're on a little winning streak. I know they're having a very good season. Don't, don't, make no mistake, they're having a very good season. But I look at Penn and I go, I just think there's too much talent for Columbia. At the end of the day, I look at Columbia and I go, I just think that there's too much talent. I just think that they are, they're going to be that team. And just that, that team that just goes out there and eventually just takes over. Now, you could talk about overall statistics. Uh, Tyler Cox from Dartmouth is hitting nearly 400. You look at from Columbia, Griffin Palfrey, nearly 400. Hayden Schott, who we mentioned a minute ago, about 390. We got some big, and, and oh, by the way, Andy Blake is hitting about 375. Uh, Columbia has three guys hitting 375 or more as of right now. And they have five players, if you add uh, Anton Latsis and Seth Darter, they have five players batting 325 or more. Okay? And you add Weston Eberly, who I mentioned, six players on their team batting 300 or more. Six players batting 300 or more, guys. You know, I, I mean, you look at that and you just go, wow. And then you look at some of the power numbers, right? Seth Darter, who I just mentioned, Seth Darter's batting about 350. He's got five bombs already. You know, Ben Miller's got six leading the way. Uh, Weston Eberly, who I mentioned, he's got five as well. Ben Rounds from Harvard, and he's got five. And then you go, wait a minute, where is the outlier? There's a couple of these guys got five, and I, I want to mention everybody here. So uh, Matt Scannell, right? He's got five. You go down the list. But there's somebody that jumps off. Uh, well, Wyatt Hensler jumps off the list. Somebody jumps completely off the list. Kyle Vincy from Princeton has 10 home runs, guys. He's got 10 home runs already. He's got 25 RBIs. He's batting only 264, uh, 312 on base percentage. But he is the prototypical, he's just the slugger. I mean, that's what he is. The guy's had 87 at-bats. He's got 25 home runs in 87 at-bats. Throw that in there with six walks. Throw in uh, four doubles and a triple. So you're, you're talking about in 87 at-bats, this guy is absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. He's somebody that I wanted to mention because people are going, wait a minute, how is Princeton right there? Well, you got a couple of guys here, um, you know, that that have been playing well. But one guy jumps off the map, just jumps off the page when you're talking about pure power numbers. And that's what Princeton has right now. They are getting by 
10 home runs in 87 at-bats, 25 RBIs in 87 at-bats. I don't care what league you're in. I don't care what division you're in. I, I, I don't care. That is impressive. So where we stand now, I still expect Columbia to be the cream of the this conference. Penn is hanging close. I expected them to hang close. But I think that Harvard could be that underlying team. Look, Princeton might bash their way there. Princeton might be the team that was able to just power their way there. But I like the one-two punch in Harvard to kind of keep this competitive. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me on this week's show. Have a very good Easter out there, everybody. Hope you all enjoy. Please go check me out at TomBartonSports.com, TomBartonSports over on Twitter. And I will talk to you in two weeks. Enjoy your spring break and enjoy your holiday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.